Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <gasps> yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change brains. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, Now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 294, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. As always, I am Chris Featherstone. Follow us on Twitter at Crave Wrestling, and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, he is on the show. There's only a few people who's been on the show for three times. Obviously, I like them enough and want them to be on the show enough and appreciate their input enough to be on the show. Uh, This person is celebrating his third time on the show. He's a friend of the show, great, great guy. I've known him over the past uh, few years since uh, his first time on the show, and uh, just tons and tons of wisdom uh, in the pro wrestling business. As you uh, can recall from the past two times he's been on the show, he's got uh, just a, a plethora, a wealth of wisdom. This time it's a different, it's kind of a different angle of why I decided to bring him on the show tonight. Uh, he was featured on the Ric Flair 30 for 30 documentary that has had some rave reviews over the past few days. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I bring back to the show once again, former AWA Tag Team Champion, Greg Gagne. How are you tonight, sir? Well, good, Chris. Thank you. What a buildup. My God. I hope I can 
I hope I can come through for you tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. You deserve the build up, man. You you've been uh, in the business for quite some time and uh uh all the talks I've had with you on air, off air, uh you've got uh a lot to have. Now here's the thing, before we get to the Rick for a thirty for thirty, you were uh, also featured uh one of WWE E's events recently, a few months back. Uh, and I did write something about that. I uh, texted you, and uh, you let me know just uh, the reaction of uh, you being featured on that pay-per-view when Randy Orton uh, had his his father as well, and a couple, I think Baron Von Roschke was a part uh, of the legendary crew. Of course, Ric Flair was there as well. Uh, Now, who gave you the call uh, to be one of the legends that appeared on that event? And uh, just uh, what are your... Overall, overall thoughts on that experience? Well, I imagine the call came from, well, it came down from, you know, their main main office, but it was a request from, uh, you know, Triple H and, and Stephanie. I guess they're, they're, they're the ones that are calling the shots up there. So that's who it came from. And Vince was very gracious after the matches came out and thanked us for participating and being there. So, you know, it was... Uh, it was it was a nice uh, nice event and a nice uh, thought. Of course, you know every time they do something, it's it's basically it, it helps them. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever will help them the best, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, but they they were good people, uh, treated us well, and we had a great time. And spent I got to spend two long nights with Rick. <laughs> <laughs> We've yeah. done it in the past from the, from the time we were in college together, and, and uh, when we first started wrestling, we were pretty close friends, and and always had uh, some interesting evenings uh, with Rick. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, and So it was great to great to see him, and we closed down the uh, Hyatt two nights in a row, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I had a, fl- a flight at. 4.15 in the morning, and we got in at 3.15. Oh. <laughs> so when I came home, my wife said, uh, you and Rick must have had a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, just like old times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hit the out yard that day. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Ric Flair, of course, uh, like I said, you were featured in the uh, Ric Flair 30 for 30 documentary that uh, was just absolutely incredible and well done. Now, wasn't that well done? It was incredibly well done. And, yeah, uh, Rory Camps did an excellent job. Yeah, yeah, he did, absolutely, without question. Now, just how was that just feeling, just being there? Just how was the production of, of, of the event? Because you uh, know, you know, you were one of only a few people uh, who were featured as uh, interviewees on on the documentary? So uh, that definitely had to be uh, a big notch, you know, for you to be selected, um, you know, to to be a part of that. How was that experience? Well, it was great. I mean, we we actually did probably did two and a half hours mm-hmm. uh, with them, uh, you know, and then they edit and take out what they want. And I'm sure that's what they spent with about everybody, and then they take out the stories that they that fits. Um, the direction they want to go with it. Um, but Rick and I, you know, I knew Rick actually when he was in high school, mm-hmm. not real well, but we knew the name and he, uh, we were in the same conference. So 
I, we knew the name. We had met. He was a huge wrestling fan then. And then, uh, as the story goes, and you heard it on, I don't repeat it on 30-30, but uh, got in some trouble, and his parents sent him away and came back. We were in college together. Uh, he got recruited by a number of schools. He was a projected All-American when he came to, uh, to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, he never registered for classes. <laughs> so, so, so he didn't compete much, but... Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, Rick stories uh, from college days, and um, you know, the one that uh, Murray Warnett was our our coach, and Murray was kind of like uh, him and Woody Hayes kind of had the same, uh, same coaching style, mm-hmm. and uh, he knew that Rick and I were friends, and for some reason, I guess I was supposed to be taking care of him. <laughs> I get the call one day from Murray. Uh, Rick came to school, didn't didn't project. It wasn't a, you know, didn't register, so he couldn't play football. I uh, got hooked up in a, a fraternity, mm-hmm. and you heard a couple of stories from there. But uh, this was this was when Murray went out college one day, and Murray had that he was from Tennessee, had a southern accent. Daniel, where's Flair? And I said, well, you know, Murray, I, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a clue where Rick is. Uh, you know, he lives in another a different area than I do. He's in the, the Fidel House, and I'm over in an apartment here, so you know, I, I don't keep track of him. Hmm. He says, well, you got to find him. And I said, well, I don't know how to find him. Well, I said, is there a problem? He says, yeah, there's a problem. He said, that damn flare, we got this. Uh, uh, a phone bill here of eighteen hundred dollars. Oh, and long distance phone calls. So he says, "Help me find them." I said, "Well, I guess the best, where's the phone calls? Where, where's he calling?" Uh, he's calling Michigan. Well, apparently, when he was there on the recruiting uh, tour, he met a young lady, and uh, he he decided, you know, he was calling back and forth from her. From her, from uh, uh, his fraternity house to Michigan, and talking for hours on the phone with her, and uh, couldn't find it, and found out she finally convinced him to come to Michigan. So he had been over there for about a month and a half, and nobody knew where he was. Yeah. So he, he, we called him. He came back, and of course, then uh, he got an earful from the coach. But uh, I don't know how they did settle the eighteen hundred, but it was settled somehow, some way. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. <laughs> and on the on the thirty for thirty, uh of course it documented more of um, you know, of course those type of stories when he was with Minnesota and uh, you know, he explained why, you know, he uh Michigan was, was an option, um, which I'm glad he didn't take because uh, you know, I'm an Ohio State I'm an Ohio native Buckeye fan. Uh, so that uh-huh. was, so that was good. Uh, but you know, of course it just kind of journeyed through, uh, just his ups and downs and just, uh, you know, uh, he, you know, based on his admission, not being the, uh, a very good family man and, and, and just letting his kind of, uh, personal demons get to the best of him in, in many ways and, and, and things to that nature. Now, have you, did you ever have conversations like that with Ric Flair? I know that, um, you know, throughout his career, 
uh, he was more, you know, he spent a lot of time in the NWA. Um, but at the same time, you know, you did say that you guys, you know, when, you know, had some schooling together and, 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 and became good friends and have had plenty of conversations. Uh, were there any times where he just kind of, uh, uh, expressed uh, a concern in uh, in those areas? No. <laughs> he had no, no concerns at all about him. I mean, <laughs> you know, when I got a kick out, it was everybody was like wrestling, uh, made Flair who he was. Mm-hmm. But Ric Flair was really Ric Flair. He was really the nature boy forever before he ever got into wrestling. I mean, that was really him. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, when he left, uh, when 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 we graduated from Burns Training Camp, uh, it was around AWA for a while. Rick and I had a few matches against each other, mm-hmm. and um, then he would send everybody out to different areas. So, like uh, Jim Brunson went down to Kansas City for a couple of years. Uh, Bob Ruggers went to Florida. He had played for the for the Miami Dolphins, so they thought it would be a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick was sent to North Carolina, where Vern had sent uh, Ricky Steamboat, and he knew that he would get a lot of a good education down there because he wrestled every night and get the experience he needed to come back and compete in the AWA. Mm-hmm. So he'd send everybody out for a year or two, and then um, when he thought they were ready, then he would bring him back to the AWA. Had his two-year stint in Charlotte. Then he got in that plane accident and broke his back. Mm-hmm. And they had seen the potential of this guy, and they didn't want to let him go. They didn't want to send him back. So we checked up on him, and nobody knew if he'd ever wrestle again. Uh, he came back, and the Crockett's got him going. And, uh, you know, he had that natural charisma. Yeah. And he caught on quick with the people and they didn't they didn't want to let him go and the only way they couldn't let him go was to you know get him in a position where he could win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship mm. and once he got that and he was on the road all the time I mean that was his life yeah. and then we couldn't get, couldn't get him back to the NWA he did come up here and he wrestled uh, Nick Bockwinkel in Winnipeg we had the two champions against each other it was a phenomenal match mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but that was, we really wanted him back here, but just couldn't get him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, uh, like you say, he got in the accident and just, uh, as the documentary showed, he just had a complete kind of overhaul, you know, physically, um, yeah. during his recovery yeah. and, and things like that just kind of really changed up, lost a ton of weight and got into, um, less bulky, less hefty shape, less of a football player, mm-hmm. more of a nature boy. So I uh, definitely yep. embodied uh, the character. So awesome, Greg. Uh, there's so much more that we want to talk about, but, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we can get you back on the show soon. And uh, and uh, we really, uh, I personally appreciate just uh, uh, you always taking the time to just be available uh, to, to come on the show and to and to chat wrestling even off the air and uh man i have a uh, a ton of gratitude for you man well thank you very much chris you know uh, uh this is the third time and it must be getting old because you're cutting me pretty short tonight i was ready to go an hour tonight <laughs> an hour just like rick flair's mattress I, I, trained all, I trained all week this week for this <laughs> Well, I, I, I had a lot of stories, but I had a lot going here. I yeah, well, 
was well, well holding back. I was man, afraid what I might say tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, feel free to share one more before we uh, before we go off uh, here, and uh, you know I'm sure that there, like you said, there was a lot that uh, was edited out uh, that I'm sure that you shared. So uh, you know, I, I guess I guess my oh, question great. I guess my question to you uh, as far as just kind of uh, um, honing in as far as a, a topic is concerned. Um, you know, you did, you know, talk about how Flair um, was, was you know, one, he, he was trained by Vern, of course, and then he, you know, Vern sent uh, him out to Charlotte. Um, however, mm-hmm. you know, he, the the fact that he kept, you know, and, and it was the man in the NWA just kind of, um, you know, kept him there. And, 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 and uh, of, of course, your, your father wasn't, uh, I'm sure he wasn't the the, the best of uh, uh, an, an advocate of that decision. Um, just uh, you know, just I'm sort of you, you had a lot to say in the in the backstage as well in the AWA. Just how how did that go as far as just uh, trying to recruit him back? And uh, was it uh, just uh, some issues that you had with what, what was the? No, I guess what's the it good, was just uh, the, promo- the promoters in the AW in the NWA. So Crockett, it was more of a Crockett thing. Yeah, and it was yeah, Crockett. Yeah. yeah, it was a Crockett thing. Yeah, I mean it really was, and we couldn't. And and then and Rick was so established down there, and um, had the opportunity to you know carry the NWA. Belt. Yeah, of course. And you know that's anytime you're the champion of the AWA or the NWA at that time, um, you know I think those were two. Strong, much stronger organizations with, than what the WWE was putting out at that time. You know, um, when you wrestled for the McMahons, and I went up in some of their cards, and I remember I had a match with Johnny Rods, the second match in the card, mm-hmm. uh, in Madison Square Garden, and Vince Sr. was there. And we went out, and we tore the place down. I mean, we had the people standing. And then uh, he came in, and Vince, man, that was a heck of a match. He said, what are my guys going to do? <laughs> I guess they better try to follow it. <laughs> but it, it was it was very funny because back then, like, uh, I'll give you a good example. Uh, Pedro Morales, who was a huge star with the WWE. Mm-hmm. He came into the AWA, and they were going to give him a big push, and he never really got established here. He mm-hmm. couldn't. He never got much past the third match on the card mm-hmm. because uh, there was – it was a totally different style. McMahon's wanted big guys, cartoon characters, and they didn't care if they competed or not. Mm-hmm. In the AWA, that match had to be very competitive. We had all the top athletes in professional wrestling came here because they only wrestled 270 days out of the year. They didn't do 360. We had time off for the families and it enabled your body to heal. But the matches were much more competitive, and coming from New York, they didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And when Vince needed people from us, like we sent him Billy Superstar Graham, it, you know, he went up there, and in six months, he's a main eventer. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Duncombe. I mean, it was it was so different. We could be elevated in the WWE real quick. Whereas they'd come here, and a lot of them, majority of them, never really got into the main event mm. category just because of the talent that was here and the way the matches were conducted. Yeah, 
now, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, definitely. Now you, you know, you were uh, had a really big backstage influence in the in the WCW for a while, and of course Ric Flair uh, was there uh, as well. Now, yep. I mean, there, there, you know, there were some talks in, in the in the documentary. Of course, I knew this from from a while ago, and it's been publicized before, as far as Ric Flair uh, being offered, you know, being uh, kind of acquired an acquired interest from the WWE way before he went, uh, but he declined. Uh, now, you worked with Flair, you know, from a backstage perspective. Do you recall, you know, just any kind of phone calls or conversations you had uh, or your colleagues had with the WWE as far as acquiring Flair? Uh, no. No, we didn't at all. Flair's home, he wanted to be back there. Mm. I mean, he... He had opportunities to go with the WWE, and and he felt his his roots were right there in the NWA and the WCW. You know, there were people that kind of groomed him and and made him who he was uh, in the ring. Yeah. So he felt some loyalty there. Um, Rick came in, and it was Mike Graham, Dusty Rhodes, Bill Dundee, and myself that did all the the booking and the TVs and all that. Mm-hmm. Rick then got involved when they brought him back. And it's hard sometimes for some people, guys that are in the main events, it's hard for them to take their egos out of it when they're booking. Yeah. And they they make it around them. And um, that was a little difficult with Rick. Uh, uh, I had laid out a, a scenario for him that uh, I think would have really done well. He didn't like it. He felt like they were trying to, we were trying to move him out, and we weren't. And he wouldn't listen to the to the long term picture. And uh, so he went on with the way he wanted to do it, and it didn't work out that well. And I we were riding in the car when I said, you know, if you'd have just let me finish what I was talking about and tell you where we were going with it yeah. and how we got there, you know, it would have made sense to you. But you know, you're so sensitive about, you know, you know, we're all the same age, that they're trying to move you out. It wasn't that at all. And uh, then when I laid out, I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, but but that's the way it was. And yeah. and uh, it's, uh, you know, later on, Hogan, we I helped get him in there. And then they got Nash and, and uh, uh, what was the other Scott guy's name? You know, uh, yeah, Scott Hall back mm-hmm. in there. And then... Um, because Bischoff really didn't know what he was doing. All of a sudden, he's listening to them. And uh, I had laid out a scenario where they bought the AWA, and uh, they already owned the NWA. Let's create the two champions, bring Hogan back in as the AWA champion. Blair is the NWA champion. You've got something McMahon can't do, and which everybody wants to see is them meet. Mm. I laid the whole scenario out with Bischoff and uh, one of the TV people. I was the only one from wrestling in there. And then uh, a week later, he fired me. And then uh, all of a sudden, it was the WCW and the NWO. And it worked good for about a year. But they didn't know. They they didn't have the the spoke in there that could run that wheel Mm -hmm. and make it work. Yeah. You know. And uh, I think from a... I think from a booking booking standpoint as well, it wasn't it wasn't a very long term goal. 
You know, I think that it was just kind of, it, no. just, it just kind of, it just seemed so spontaneous. You know, I think that that was to yep. the detriment of the of the NWO. Of course, in ninety seven, ninety eight, it was just amazing as a fan to see that. But from a booking yeah. standpoint, in hindsight, it just you know just kind of you know kind it of fizzled, every week. Down. Yeah, yeah. Because, because I started by the watch because I was trained by my father. When you book, you have to book a year out. Yeah, and you have to be able to see down the road where you're going with it. Mm-hmm. Nobody down there knew how to do that. Mm. It's like, so when they threw, when they fired me, nobody knew how to get to that long range. They all thought they did, but they they didn't. They'd all come from areas where most of them ran weekly, mm. and you have to project. You know, we would go a year out and book backwards. Yeah, and Bill Watts, when I got there, he said, you know, here's what I'm bringing you in. I gave you, give you 24 hours to give me a give me a scenario here. So I laid out a whole year for them, and I came back, and they were they were blown away. But he said that's what I, that's what I learned. He told me that's what I learned from your dad. Mm. That's why I wanted you here. But there was too many conflicts down there with personalities, and they didn't, you know, they all thought well, you, you had to be careful. You couldn't step on their ego at all, and you weren't. You were just doing what was right for business. Yeah. And you hear. Here, Triple H always say that Stephanie McMahon, we're doing what's best, what they think is best for business, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you miss it, but I think uh, with the Flair scenario when he came back, if we'd have gone to that that way with the AWA and NWA, we probably would have had a good chance of putting McMahon right out of there. Mm, yeah. It seemed like it was going that way. But that's for another day. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, for, that's they, for part they four. Know, <laughs> they didn't want to go long range with it. All of a sudden, he's listening to all these guys and all their egos under the way, and yeah. he doesn't want to do that, and he wants to do this. And it just falls apart. Mm-hmm. You can't let the the uh, jailhouse run the or You can't let the asylum run the, the business, yeah. you know, and that's what they were doing. Yeah. You have to have somebody with a – Strong fist. This is no. This is the way we're doing it, and that's the direction. You take everybody's ideas, and then you're you're the one that has to lay it out, and that's the way you have to go with it. Yeah, they can't do it anymore. Definitely a too many chiefs, not enough Indians type of mentality. Too many chiefs. You got it. Absolutely. Well, Greg, it's been well, a pleasure. You gave me a few more minutes. Yeah, I got a few more minutes. <laughs> that one. Absolutely. All, just you know, just always. I'm sorry if I bored you on that. <laughs> oh no, that was fantastic. Always a wealth of of, of awesome, awesome, good stuff, man. When I, here's here's my last question to you, Greg. When in the world yep. are you going to write a book? Oh God. Well, there's a guy that wants to do one now. You know, but here's here's the problem with the book, and I've seen a lot of guys write books, and they've done real well in their sales, but they never get rewarded for what they've done, yeah. meaning they'll get some upfront money, and then uh, I think Bobby Heenan had a couple of books that were whip in the top, top ten, and I think Jesse had one there, but all they got was the money they got up front, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of work mm-hmm. for a little profit, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, but you never know. There's a we were approached last week, and guy wants to do a book, and uh, I've had a couple offers on it, but uh, I'd rather uh, I'd rather either do a movie or do a, a TV show, a sitcom about it. 
Well, my uh, undergrads in PR, uh, my, my undergrads in PR, uh, and I've been a journalist for quite some time, as you know, so if you need someone to do a forward, just let me know. Well, we're looking for somebody. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk off. We'll talk offline about that one. <laughs> we'll talk about that one, right? <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot, Greg. Right. I really appreciate your time. And I want to salute all your fans out there for us, and thanks for listening. And uh, probably nobody in Ohio or out there knows who Greg Gagne is, but the more you put me on the show, maybe they'll get a little feel for who I am. Hey, listen, this uh, this show uh, reaches tens of thousands of people a week. I actually have uh, – I looked at my stats yesterday. Uh, I think sometime this week, uh, over 11% of my audience is from the U.K. So, uh, oh, no yeah, and there was like 6 or 5% from Israel. And so it's definitely worldwide. So people uh, know – you know, you've been here on here three times. And, we, you know, as far as I know – um, you know, there's a bunch of people who love hardcore wrestling. I love vintage, traditional, old school wrestling, uh, just like I do. So I'm sure that there's well, more people that you know. There, there's more people who know about Grand, Greg Gagne than you probably think. Well, let's let's let it go with this. Woo! Ha <laughs> ha! Nice. Thanks a lot, Greg. Appreciate All your right. time. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye. What a fantastic, fantastic time spent with Greg Gagne, ladies and gentlemen, former AWA Tag Team Champion of the World. Man, I, it was great. I really, really appreciate the conversation. 30 for 30 was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I was just a really, really big fan of 30 for 30. They did oh, a fantastic job. And, um, man, it just it's, it was really, really good. Uh, to talk to to Greg Gagne today about um, uh, about the thirty for thirty and just his uh, you know they, they they chose him to be a part of the thirty for thirty uh, 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 documentary. Uh, shared some really interesting stories about how Vern would train Ric Flair and just uh, his fraternity days and and so forth. So uh, Greg Gagne did a fantastic job. We have a loaded loaded show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So we are going to bring on the two guests, uh, the two co-hosts. We've got a, uh, our wonderful uh, frequent, regular, weekly co-host, and uh, we have uh, one of my favorite guest co-hosts coming back on the show tonight. So without further ado, let's introduce the co-host with the most from Under the Mat Radio, Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight, sir? Doing good. How you feeling? Doing fantastic, fantastic. And we have the guest co-host for tonight. Without further ado, we have, uh, I forgot what I called him. Oh, I called him the Black Bombshell. So he is back and better than ever, like Eric Bischoff's theme song. Alfred Kanawa, how are you tonight, sir? What's going on? Black Bombshell reporting for duty. I love it. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely, the black bombshell brother Alright, without further ado We got some, well let's, first of all Before we get to the headlines uh, Just some, some overarching thoughts on 30 for 30 uh, We'll start with Alfred uh, About your, your thoughts on that And, and Greg Gagne uh, um, First of all, I really did enjoy That interview with Greg Gagne uh, He's got a great mind And uh, it's, it's always great to hear The guy from the territory days 
and their perspective, not only on the, that era of wrestling, but also the current product. Um, yeah. And as far as the 30 for 30, I enjoyed it. Um, it's funny because, like, if you're a wrestling fan, like, like, if you consume wrestling the way we do, you know that there is so much that you can do with a Ric Flair documentary. Right. There's so many aspects of his life. Like, the plane crash alone could have been its own documentary. There are probably, yeah. I was watching that documentary, there are like four or five segments that they had that I thought to myself, this alone, like, I thought the Ric Flair documentary in a perfect world. You remember when they did that O.J. Simpson documentary, Made in America, and it was like five hours <laughs> yeah. long or whatever? They should have done that with Ric Flair. I think, and even yeah. if they did, I don't think they would have covered the whole thing. But having said that, it's like the best that you could have done with, you know, with a limited amount of time to tell the story of Ric Flair. So I enjoyed it. I liked it. And I hope they do more. Yeah, I agree. Evan? Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance. She watched the 30 for 30, but um, due to me being in out of town for business, but I heard great things about it, uh, even from some pessimistic people. And, and like... Uh, what the what BB the Black Bomb Show said, Flag Flag Career alone just need to be this be on Netflix. Just let it be like a ten part series because yeah. there's so much. That's He's true. a plane ride and the back, you know, his issue with his back and and I always laugh with Flag. You can always tell Flair's you you can always tell Flair's age and the younger the younger Flair, the more hair Flair had, the younger he was. We first started, he had the puffy blonde hair, you know, yeah. 78, 79. Then when it started getting real thin and wet, you know, it was the early millennium. Then he just grew that little kind of like bald spot that kind of was hiding because his hair was stringy. So you can just always go by Flair's career by how much hair he had. And, I mean, yeah. Flair is, is great. You know, the, the plane crash and the NWA and, and the, uh, you know, he was the, the, the true epitome of a world champion. He wrestled yeah. in every single territory, even uh, even his his hiccup in WWE in '92, uh, which was kind of weird. He still was great in a way. So, um, but it, we're we're glad that ESPN did a 30 for 30 on wrestling because I love the 30 for 30 series. I've seen most of them, and you know now that pro wrestling, you know, it's good to have them back in pop culture. And and to get the fans that may not even be in the wrestling, everybody knows Ric Flair. Even people that ain't watched mm-hmm. wrestling in like thirty something years. So uh, I will I will uh, take a gander at it this weekend. But I've heard enough but positive reviews. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was uh, I was a big fan of it as well. Um, uh, so yeah, I got a bunch of uh, awesome comments coming in uh, from the live stream wrestlingnews.co. So let's start off with a with a trivia question. Who did China defeat to retain the Intercontinental title at Survivor Series 1999? Who did China defeat to retain the Intercontinental Championship at Survivor Series 1999? So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we got a loaded show. Without further ado, let's get to the headlines. Here we go. So we got uh, Paige. <laughs> ah, Paige is back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but um, yeah, she she was. Uh, I reported um, uh, kind of a leak, uh, a picture that was um, 
submitted by a fan who was uh, backstage at, uh, at Raw. Uh, so she was there. There was no doubt that she was there. There were some reports that um, she was thought about uh, being the replacement for Bailey. Um, there's some un, uh, Jer- Chris Jericho. Good job, Joey. That is correct answer. Um, so there were some reports that uh, she was the there and, and, and geared up to be the fifth member. Um, you know, Raw WWE did book the pay uh, the, the the Bailey. Mickey James and um, Dana Brooke match uh, beforehand, uh, but there was some talks that Paige was going to be a replacement. And then, uh, I mean, there there was a report that, that was saying that uh, Paige was uh, took a picture of Alicia with Alicia Fox, and and that kind of threw it off. I'm not. I mean, that that report's unconfirmed. It seemed like it's a bit outlandish for me, uh, to me. But uh, you know, she was there and uh, <laughs> she wasn't utilized. But however. It is really interesting because for those who watch SmackDown as well, uh, there's an open spot on SmackDown now that they're uh, review that, that they're doing like yeah. a mystery type of thing. Uh, right. So, so, so I guess we'll start with Evan. Does Paige take the SmackDown spot? Uh, I think it would be cool if she does. Uh, with some of the earlier my shows since Charlotte did defeat Natty. For the title, don't do the obvious thing where you just flip flop roles. We just give Nady Charlotte spot mm-hmm. on the team. Give it to Paige. Yeah. I mean, I, I could care less about Paige. I, I never was a big fan of her from the get go. She just never did anything for me. But yeah. if you're going to bring her back, bring her back to SmackDown. I guess she will be, you know, a new acquisition from Daniel Bryan or Shane McMahon. It would be cool to bring her back mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, but yeah. I, I could care less if, if, if I don't see Paige ever again on WWE TV. As far as on the wrestling aspect, it wouldn't matter to me. I forgot Paige had been gone. Um, <laughs> whatever she do, just hope Del Rio don't catch her. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Alfred, what are your thoughts on uh, on on that uh, on Paige? Yeah, I think it kind of has to be Paige, and it makes more sense for her to go to SmackDown Live because it's such a thin women's roster. If you looked at the Raw women's team, it was assembled by a series of qualifying matches because they have the depth to do that. So there are still, you know, a few women who are on the Raw roster who aren't going to be part of that team. But on SmackDown Live, you watched how Daniel Bryan set up that match. He just gathered all the women on the roster together, and he's just like, all right, you guys are on the team. And it's just like there's nothing that was qualifying. So, like, yeah, I guess um, Carmella and Natty are going to be on the outside looking in, but it makes sense uh, Page is right. going to be on SmackDown Live. <laughs> you know, quick trivia, she'll be on the same brand as Xavier Woods, so that's all going to be. Uh... Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. For those who didn't hear on the live stream, Alfred said that we're trying to get that sound together. Uh, <laughs> Alfred said that uh, quick trivia, uh Page will be on the same uh, roster as uh, Xavier Woods. So, good job. Uh, yeah. What a reunion yeah. that is. Hey, rematch clause is in order. Yeah, rematch clause. Yeah. Rematch clause. <laughs> rematch clause. Uh, next question. Who defeated Chris Jericho? I, I don't know. I just I write questions all the time. I just randomly look at them, and both of them – had to do with Chris Jericho losing. So, 
who defeated Chris Jericho to win the World Heavyweight Championship at Survivor Series 2008? Who defeated Chris Jericho to win the uh, World Heavyweight Championship in 2008? Unfortunately, Chris Jericho, he, um, you know, he <laughs> doesn't win the big he one that much. He loves yeah. the <laughs> he's, uh, he's unfortunately one of those people who uh, likes to put people over maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of putting people over, man, Neville has put uh, has put people over uh, recently. Uh, Enzo Amore especially. Um, so of course, you know, there's, it didn't, it doesn't take much for people to understand and, and, and be under the rock, be under a rock to understand that, um, nope, that is not correct yet. Uh, there was a, there was a question that, uh, there was an answer, but not, not correct, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it was, um, Neville, he, he's been putting people over recently and, um, uh, he Enzo Amore and, and and so forth and and I think that uh, you know there's been talks of why he went and I've heard I've heard things from the from a DVD issue to um, you know to to just being not not being happy that uh, uh, that he is um, losing and putting people over so uh, we'll see we'll really see where that goes as far as uh, just uh, the, the 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 new news is that um he's actually there's actually talks of him coming back so we shall see if that happens uh, apparently there's been some uh, some pretty good talks of uh, WWE bringing him back and just kind of uh kind of meshing things and making amends um here's my biggest issue with Neville though i think as soon as they do that uh, I can see Neville. Uh, yes, Donovan. Good job. John Cena is the correct answer. John Cena, as uh, Santino would say. Um, C Nation. Oh, C Nation. Oh, okay, okay. So you are correct, Joey. <laughs> I was like, what? What is C Nation? Um, yeah, yeah. C, C Nation. Uh, real quick, got a bunch of shout-outs here. Uh, Mason City, Iowa. How far is that, Craig? From uh, from um, oh goodness, where's uh, Seth Rollins from? Davenport. He's from Davenport. A um, bunch of other bunch of other cities here. Um, yeah. So, so, so uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so who wants who wants to take the first trivia question between uh, Evan and um, Evan and Alfred? Who wants to take the first trivia question? Who wants to be bold enough to? I'll go. Okay, so uh, Evan, Evan will take the uh, first uh, panelist trivia question, and that is, who defeated the Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match at Survivor Series 2007? Who defeated the Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match, Survivor Series 2000? Edge. Mm. Oh no. It was Batista. Oh, gosh, I forgot about that. Wow, I forgot he fought in the hell in the cell. Yeah, Yeah, they did. They did. And uh, it wasn't so bad, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Uh, bad. Come to think of it, yeah. 
Karen, Karen, hello from Trinidad. Awesome, awesome. Good thing. Good to good to have you from Trinidad. All right, so yeah, so Neville. So let's start with uh, so let's start with Alfred. Just your thoughts on Neville. Um, like I said, I think the biggest issue is that uh, we'll most likely see Neville um, back just in the cruiserweight in the in the two hundred five live division. I think that's where it's going to be a, a big big issue with uh, with him. And you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But I don't I don't see anything coming from him. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we could see that. I think it still feels like touch and go, like it's up in the air. Uh, I mean, from what I heard, he was very upset being in WWE in those last final days. And he's one of those few people who could go on the indies and really make a name for himself and, and make a good living. Um, mm-hmm. and because he did have a name on the indies before he came to WWE. But it's just another example, uh, if you see in WWE, to where they're not going to have very much respect for you if you don't speak up, if you're just like a cog in the wheel and you're willing to be a company guy, they tend to take advantage of you like Zack Ryder. Um, yeah. But if you're if you're somebody who's going to quit, if you're a CM Punk, if you're somebody who's going to leave, then your value goes up to them somehow. Just, Vince McMahon has always respected <laughs> people who, who walk out on him and who say, you know what, I take this job and shove it and who don't need him. Uh, there's something about uh, – it's like an abandonment issue he has. So, uh, you know, it doesn't really surprise me that they're working so hard to bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Your thoughts uh, on that, Evan? Never. Uh, it, it, it'll be it'll be good for about two months, and then his stock will go down. <laughs> As I said before, you know, none, none of us has been. I'm not sure how for the year for me, but no me and Featherstone. You you don't want to praise when anyone getting hurt, but of course it's the bullet you hit next man up. Uh, you know, you big cast got injured. Best thing that could happen to Enzo until five live. Enzo now was the charismatic heel. Neville comes back. By default, he's going to be chaired. Neville should continue to be the heel. With that being said, if Neville doesn't have anybody to really wrestle or really be on his level, he's going to fall by the wayside again. Aries is gone. Kendrick hasn't had a strong push since two or five live first started. Nobody's really been pushed really hard. It's like with 205 Live, they only push one or two people very hard, and everybody else is just doing random karate fighter matches. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I would love to see Neville back, great talent, but my problem is, are they going to really use him? Or, hey, put him on NXT. Uh, I'd be be totally fine with that. (laughs) Um, I think... um, I think... See, and I think I don't. But here's the problem: I don't think he would be though. I don't think he would be okay with that because he was at NXT. He was NXT champ. So I mean, you know, I think that would be a a, a big um, kind of drawback for him. Um, so well, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll definitely bump see. him up. Bump him up. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, I, I think him going to SmackDown would be a great idea. Actually, I think I think that would be really good. I, I would love to see. See, I don't, I, don't, I just don't see him at world title uh, contention, though. Honestly, um, but I would love, I would love to see a match between Neville and um, and AJ Styles. So, uh, Alfred, yeah, are you ready AJ for your Survivor Series question? I am ready for it. Let's hear it. All right, who won the WWE Women's Championship? At Survivor oh. Series 1998, 
Survivor Series 1998 Women's Championship. I'm going to go with Sable. Mm. Sable. Did I get it? All Sable right. is correct. Absolutely. <laughs> Great job on that. Uh, all right. How so this one goes. How many hundreds of thousands of dollars do I get for that? Uh, you get um, a right answer click, uh, and you. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a prize. <laughs> all right. So this question is for the live stream. Where was Paul Bearer during the Undertaker versus Mankind match at Survivor Series 1996? Where was Paul Bearer uh, during the Survivor Series match uh, between him and Mankind Survivor Survivor Series 1996? So Alberto Survivor, Survivor Series. Um, that match so, was so hype, but yet it was so poor. Yeah, Vince uh, yeah. McMahon uh, had a had a knack for <laughs> for, for really making pay per views <laughs> over. He, like he really had a knack for putting pay per views over. He did a fantastic job with that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it don't matter. I mean, because here's the thing: I was just looking at the '95 card. I mean, back in the day, I mean, I was uh, a teenager in '95, but. Um, I was an early teen in 95 and back then I was looking at it and I was like, okay, well this is, you know, it's, it's a survivor series. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's WWE. And I really wasn't paying attention to how bad the cards were, but summer survivor series, 1995 was probably one of the worst cards in the history of the series. And we'll go over. Oh, oh yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, oh. it was absolutely terrible. It was, oh. and uh, the flavor of the week this week is uh, each one of us are going to choose our dream team. Like uh, l- last week, uh, uh, when I had guest co-hosts, uh, um, the doctor Chris Mueller from uh, Bleacher Report, uh, we him him and I chose our dream team from 1987 to 1990. Uh, the three of us tonight, Evan, Alfred, and I will choose our dream team. From people who uh, competed in Survivor Series from '91 to '95, '95. Um, let, real quick, let's just go through '95's card. It was terrible. Yeah, it was the <laughs> uh, <laughs> you had the one, two, three kid, Doctor Tom oh. Pritchard, Rad Rafford, and Skip <laughs> defeating Wait, Barry Horowitz, Bob Holly, Hakushi, and Marty Jannetty. Uh, it was that oh was my gosh. that was that was the opener. Uh, and then you had Aja Kong, Bertha Faye, Lioness Asuka, <laughs> and oh, wow. T- Tomoko Wantanabe. Wantanabe, Yes, Wantanabe. Defeating Alundra Blaze, Kaparita Asari, Kyoto Inoue, and Saki Hajagawa. <laughs> that, match, that match wasn't really all that bad with the addition of Harvey Whippleman. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. It, it wasn't bad, but uh, I mean, and break the face music, which is still yeah. one of the greatest things of all time. Right, and then you have uh, Goldust <laughs> making his pay per view debut, defeating Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, and then here, here's here's the kicker right here. You have the Royals, which is Triple A. Well, Hunter Hurst Hemsley is who he was back then. Isaac Yankum DDS, as we ask Kane nowadays. 
Jerry Lawler and King Namable with Sir Mo defeating the Dark Side. And the Dark Side, it was Fatu, Henry O. Godwin, Savio Vega, and The Undertaker. Now, uh, Godwin, now here's the thing. Those four, they had like a, um, what's, it called? what's it called? They What they call it? The BSK? Yeah, the um, BSK, yeah. Yeah, they, their clicks that they had. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, bone so here's 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 the thing. No one know. And I mean, at that time, no one knew who the BSK was except for people backstage. Us as fans were like, "How in the world are these people? Like, how are these four together? Like, how does that make any sense?" Henry Godwin with Fatu and Savio Vega and Taker. That just seems like a terrible four team of four. Uh, and then you had Ahmed Johnson, the British Bulldog, Shawn Michaels, and Psycho Sid with DiBiase defeating Dean Douglas, Owen Hart, oh, Razor Ramon, and Yoko Zona with uh, Cornette and Fuji. And then Diesel defeating, uh, well, Bret Hart defeating Diesel in the no disqualification match um, for the WWE Championship, and uh, that match wasn't actually that bad. Bret Hart actually says that was one. Yeah, very underrated match. That match was, was like the lone bright spot. I thought I thought I thought yeah. that was one of the most underrated matches. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, Bret, Bret said that was one of his favorite matches of his career, actually. So, yeah, um, yeah, that was a uh, pretty. pretty long as Bret, long as Bret gets his way. Yeah, he will love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here is a really, really, and you, you, and here's the thing. You guys cannot Google this live stream. You cannot Google this. This is a very, very tough question. And, uh, you have to endure the toughness of it, uh, because it's, uh, and I'm going to act this and, and you're going to answer it. Hopefully without Googling, without cheating. Who? So name eight people, eight people who, who were part of the, Deadly Game Tournament, the Survivor Series Deadly Game Tournament. Name eight people that were a part of that tournament. So uh, there were, what, 16 people altogether? Um, so name name half of those people. So, How many people in the Deadly Game Tournament? Uh, I want to think there were 14. There were four teams, and I think two of them had a bye. Like, two of them, uh, like, it was two people. Yeah, it was two people that kind of uh, either had a bye or something. It was, I don't remember exactly what it was. I'm going to look at the Deadly Game, um, the Deadly Game tournament bracket now. Um, I can tell you eight, but uh, I don't remember. Do do you remember the theme song, though? I do. I do. Deadly Game! Yeah, thanks, Hannah. <laughs> good old, good old pay-per-view custom theme songs instead of Flo Rida and Machine Gun Kelly every year. And, uh, Flo Rida um, looking like Mini Rock. And, and uh, oh, goodness, um, Kid Rock and then, uh, uh, who was Creed. it, Limp Biscuit at 17? Yeah, I actually liked that. Yeah, Limp Biscuit was yeah, that, 17 hey, listen, that was one of the best. Uh, that was one of the best yeah. songs in 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 uh, in, in Mania history. Uh, in Drowning Pool. Yes. So the Undertaker and Kane had a bye. So end up being fourteen people all together. So. Uh, 
yeah, very, very interesting because they were in the they were in the feud with um, I think I think they had a buy because it was the Austin McMahon at the time and and Taker and Kane was kind of like supposed to kind of be aligned with Vince if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and they so, both pin Austin. The reason they had the tournament is because they both pin Austin at the same time. At, I think it was breakdown right. on the pay per view before, and yeah. so you know that was like a really good. And then they broke Vince McMahon's leg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was a very, very interesting day. Very interesting days in the WWE. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Alberto El Patron. Um, so, from what, I, from what I know, I think Meltzer report, reported this, too, but uh, I actually spoke to someone from, from Impact Wrestling today um, and gave me a few scoops here. But uh, as far as I know, uh, El Patron... Um, did not uh he 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 wasn't at the the tapings he was at the first tapings but he wasn't at the second and third taping so uh and, and as far as i know he also had um he also requested in his contract to have a private dressing room so what? um <laughs> yeah yeah so uh you know uh, he, he he sees the big shot. And so he also stated uh, in a recent interview that uh, he can make more money than uh, now in the Indies uh, than he did uh, in WWE. Well, he can make as much money uh, in the Indies as he did WWE. Now, um, it's really difficult for me to believe that. <laughs> it really, it really it, is. Oh, it, I, mean, I, I, I will... Uh... Uh, I will go on record because I do know I, I have spoken to you, Del Rio's agent, and I'm not mentioning who he is on air because I do know him, and I do how much Del Rio do charge per show, and I do know there's promoters that will double that because he is ex WWE, TNA, Impact, OWL, Cross the Line, formerly Anthem Champion, whatever you call him. So, yeah, I can attest. If you add up how much he can make, if he, if he wrestles Friday and a Saturday each weekend, and mm-hmm. then add up what he makes in WWE after taxes, that's pretty much accurate. Not including Mexico. Not, mm-hmm. not including Mexico. Yeah. Not including Mexico. I, I've, I mean, I, I've spoke to some people too, and uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Patron. Um, but no one likes he, him. And that's the issue because, yeah, like, I've spoke with uh, I forgot who someone said that on, on the show. Um, I forgot who I interviewed. That someone was talking about how um, it people kind of had like I think maybe we're talking about Sexy Star. Maybe it was Sexy Star. I don't remember who it was that that we were talking about. But I was talking to a guest on the show as well, and he was talking about how. You know, people when you when you leave the WWE, people are a big fan. Might have been Brad Maddox. I don't remember who it was. Uh, but it, people, speaking of rematch, but hey, uh, yeah, rematch clause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Number Triple one <laughs> so, in HD, 4K. <laughs> Number one contender. Um, so yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I don't remember who it was. Uh, we were talking about how um, wrestlers leave the WWE, and they have, for for uh, you know a few months they you know they have a spike in interest, but the issue comes 
when uh, after a few months, it's like asking price is this high is it's like ridiculously high. You know, there's also some 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 uh, uh, reports of Emma, uh, Emma's asking price being like ridiculously high, and a lot of times that's a turnoff to promoters because here's the thing: not a lot of promoters can actually afford that anyways because they're looking. You know, the WWE doesn't. WWE has so many things they can pull from income wise. They they have stock. They have um, network subscriptions. They have pay per view revenue. Well, they well not as much anymore, but they still have network. You know, uh, uh, revenue. Um, you know, they have uh, the, the actual WWE network subscriptions. They have so many things. The merchandise. They have so many things to pull from. But, you know, with promoters, it's like mostly all of it is the house. So, and, and you know, they, they, they do all they can to actually bring people into shows. I'm really, really good friends with uh, Bobby Fulton, legendary Bobby Fulton from the Fantastics. And he has his own uh, wrestling good old, company. Good old um, brother and, Bobby. Oh, yeah, brother Bobby. And he has oh, his own yeah. wrestling promotion. And, you know, I've talked to him plenty of times as far as just the ins and outs of being a wrestling promoter. Uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, you kind of only depend on the house. And, and that's the issue with a lot of these names who are expecting high prices. You'll get it maybe a few times and then <laughs> you have to bring it down quite a bit. So, so Alfred, your, your, your thoughts on El Patron. And just uh, his, you know, his, his claim that uh, you know he he makes more, could make more, or as much in the, in the WWE from a long from a longevity standpoint, I just don't see that being true. Yeah, maybe not from a longevity standpoint, but I really do include him in that kind of rarefied air of people who can make. I don't know about more money, but just as much money in the uh, um, outside WWE because if you look at his track record in WWE, he accomplished a lot. Um, in quite a short amount of time where he was a WWE champion, he was a world champion, mm-hmm. all those mean things to promoters that he was working on top in WWE for a while. And he also happens to be very talented, but like you guys brush upon, he's a pain in the you-know-what to work with. He's a guy who every time yeah. you read stories about him, there have been countless instances of him no-showing, of him yep. getting in these off-the-field incidents or out-of-the-ring incidents, and he just seems like too risky of a guy. So if it was mm-hmm. like if it was Alberto El Patron and we didn't hear about all these issues, I would completely believe him. But just because he just seems like such an explosive and unreliable guy, kind of a hothead, yep. uh, I don't think people would want to take that risk. So I don't think that this version of Alberto El Patron could make that type of money. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> there's some, like I said, from a long standpoint, perhaps, you know, rights when um, you know, you get released, perhaps. Um, if you travel, you got to do a lot of traveling and things like that. I can see that, um, but not not really from, from the standpoint of longevity. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I had a couple of answers that wasn't – no one gave me uh, eight answers. So uh, a couple of shout-outs here. Phil, Miami, Florida, Antoinette, Oak, uh, OKC, Oklahoma City. Um Anthony with an interesting Survivor Series prediction that we'll get to. A uh, very bold prediction there, Anthony. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so here's the thing. Uh, here we go. Jeff Jarrett, huh. Ken Shamrock, no Stephen Regal. He's a man. Real 
Men's man. Spark. Gold dust. Not there. Still Al there. Snow. Not there. Mankind. Not the there. Wayne Gill. The Wayne well, Gill. Good old, good old buddy of mine. Dwayne. Big Boss Man. Taker. Kane. Austin. Trip. And Rock. Those were the 14. Either retired, um, dead, yeah. or gone from the company. Yeah. Uh, the only active wrestler from those people is Goldust at this point. Uh, Kane, he's active. I mean, he was on Raw, but uh, yeah. we'll talk and well, you know we'll, we'll have a discussion of rather that was a um, that was a send off last night. It could have been. Uh, he's uh, preparing for uh, mayor. the the mayor The mayoral race is in May of next year, so uh, maybe he's uh, crunching down for these next six months to 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 really do it. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Goldust is still uh, there. Uh, Chad said he got one. So good job on your one, Chad. Um, <laughs> uh, Goldust is still there ish. Uh, I think he was, he was he was shown back he got beat up backstage during the raid, right? Goldust? Oh yeah, I, I believe he, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was I think he was back there. They're last thing last thing we saw with with him was uh kind of the, the mini tease with uh him and Finn Balor feud, but uh that never happened. Uh I think it was a point of time. Goldust is such an amazing hand. Uh, the the only the only issue with um, with Goldust is that they just were just throwing him all over the place. Uh, it was I liked the him and Bray Wyatt thing. I think that was fantastic. And then they just you know he was he was you know him and our truth that wasn't that wasn't very good. Um, that went nowhere. And then, yeah, and then funny thing, yes, um, uh, Chrissy says uh, Goldust haven't won any matches in years. Um, you might get a you might get a point there. When's the last time Goldust actually won a singles match? For those watching online, uh, uh, straight live stream, uh, the live uh, Facebook Live, um, <clears throat> give me some stats on uh, when's the last time Goldust actually won a singles match. I know, no Golden Truth. I think they beat. Um, I think last year they beat either Primo and Epico or Anderson and Gallows. One of them. Uh, teams that they beat <clears throat> last What's year. Last but Anderson Gold, and well, he beat. Well, Golda beat our truth. He beat our truth. So um, everyone beat yep, our truth. Tad, yeah, you know, unfortunately, uh, everybody beats our truth. So that's un, that's unfortunate. Hey, he was a former United States champion, and he main evented capital punishment against John Cena. So at least he can say that. And at it's least he champion. can say. He is two-time former NWA champion, so a lot of people can't say that. So, how about that? Had a uh, who did team... that with his brother in the Shield too at Battleground? Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, that is that is that is true. That is true. Um, and he's the only man in history that can knock you out with a water bottle. A water <laughs> bottle, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the 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 oh, deadly. Oh, I thought we were still talking about Goldust. Okay, yeah. He can, but yeah, yeah, yeah. can do that. Yes. yes, yes. But you're right, though. Him and his brother did uh, uh, defeat the Shield at Battleground. That was 14? Was that 14? I believe that was I 2014, yeah. Yeah. It has, 
it had to be 14. Well, Shield broke up in 14. Yeah, they broke up in 14. So it, it might have been at 13 or so it was 14. 13. It was 13 then because Battleground was later in the year 14. Shield broke up in June of 14. And yeah. so Battleground so must have been, yeah, it must have been later, uh, late, later 13. Or maybe, yeah, summer of July of, was it July of 13 maybe? Um, Battleground 2013. Might have been, yeah, might have been July of, might have been July or either July or October of 13. Um, or it's just WWE pay-per-view not have. No, WWE October. October 13. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So October 13 is uh, when that <clears throat> when that match was. All right. Next uh, next trivia question. Ba- uh, <laughs> right back on the on the battleground 2013 poster. How about that? Uh, who did Team Angle compete against? This is for the live stream. Who did Team Angle compete against at Survivor Series 2003? Who did Team Angle compete against at Survivor Series 2003? Uh, real quick thoughts. Uh, we'll start with uh, Alfred on this one. Um, Big Show's given his uh, WWE return status. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly where he's going to go. And of course, that was that big, you know, announcement last year that, uh, you know, he was going to retire in February of 2018, but, uh, they've really cooled off on that. And it seems as if he's still going to go and, and job out to people from what it seems, cause they haven't done anything uh, with that at all. So it would be very interesting to see, you know, what they do with that and, and whether, uh, whether he just kind of goes off in the win, um, Dave, I think you got the correct answer. Um, team Lesnar, good job. Who was a part of Team Lesnar? That's a that's a. If you get it wrong, it's okay. You already got the right answer. Team Lesnar is the correct answer. So good job. Um, how can you come back with a broken hip? Listen, Kurt Angle came back with a broken freaking neck. Okay, so if he can come back with that. Uh, Big Show can come back with a broken hip. Uh, hey, the Undertaker hey. may come back too, and he had a broken hip too. He has, he had a, hey, uh, in Del Rio, and Sin Cara couldn't come back from a dislocated finger. Hey, that, listen, bro? you can't. You know, it's almost impossible to come back from <laughs> from a dislocated finger, and uh, you know, Sin Cara managed to do it. So. Um, anyone can do it if, if Sin Cara do it. But do you need your shoulder uh, to lay down on your shoulders? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too short uh, for that. You don't really need. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so, so uh, Alfred, your thoughts on Big Show? Does he kind of, you know, come back and and put people over more, or does he uh, before the A Train, Big Show, Matt Morgan, Lesnar, and Um? <laughs> uh, Matt hey, listen, Morgan. Uh, <laughs> Matt uh, Dave, Morgan. Dave, listen. Did someone say uh, um? Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan has <laughs> got a city commissioner uh, um, vote. He just got he just got voted oh. in the city commissioner uh, in in Florida. Um, but but shout out to uh, Nathan Jones, Antoine. Good job. Yes. <laughs> um. Colossus <laughs> And then he said that awesome wrestler? <laughs> yes. Yes. The Colossus of Bago Road. Yes. Bago Road, those in yes. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. From the James. great studio that brought you the Dungeon of Dean. Uh, Nathan Jones was so bad 
that they actually had to take him out of the WrestleMania tag team match. He, and and, and it, he botched, and he botched yeah. that spin wheel kick he did. He did. He did. He He, he, he botched the, the, the spinning kick. But he to, did. To his know. credit, he went on to, to semi-successful acting career. Yeah. It was semi-successful. But, you know, there's a lot of people who did things successful outside of wrestling, but not wrestling. So, uh, uh, Carter says so glad that even Taker cannot protect them. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Yeah. Chad says his Chad says his stepdad was the Mongolian Stomper. How about that? Wow. Special shout out to the Mongolian Stomper, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, every every time I think of names like that, I think about like the Mongolian Stomper, Haystacks Calhoun, uh, the Missing Link. How about the Missing Link? Uh, with his green face, uh, the original green face. Um, yeah. Uh, real quick, Evan, throw me throw out a uh, a old school gimmicky name. Thunderdome Cage. No, the the as far as a character is concerned. Oh. Uh. The Gambler. The Gambler, nice. How about what, what do you got, Alfred? What? I was going to say Aldo Montoya. <laughs> oh, man. Portuguese, Portuguese Man, man of War. Yeah. That, that, that mask over. was weird. It was like terrible. He could be one of the, he like he could be a part of the Watchmen. That yeah, mask. Yeah. Well, he could have. Oh, yeah, absolutely yeah, he could have. Yeah. Uh, Lord Humongous. Nice, Antoinette. Yes. Formerly uh, Sid back in Continental. Lord Humongous. Uh, the Sheik. Keep them coming. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Lord Humongous, that that was a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, your thoughts, real quick, on uh, on SmackDown, Alfred, or on Big Show, as far as just uh, um, him coming back, and it doesn't seem like there's much going on with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why he would come back. I think the way he went out is perfect. You know, uh, I agree. Giant who's up and coming who's like the next generational giant. Like really, I think that Braun Strowman has a huge feeling, and hopefully, uh, in ten years, we're talking about him as just somebody in the same breath as we do the Big Show or Kane or the Undertaker. And for the Big Show's last match to be against Braun Strowman and and to be you know slammed through the cage, I think that's a perfect way. People were giving him a curtain call when he walked out. Uh, Mm -hmm. Big Show looks great. He's in some of the best shape of his career. Uh, he looks a lot younger without the beard, so I'm sure there's something to do with him. But if there isn't anything that they feel is worthwhile, if they're just going to have him on the tour as another name, I think it's a waste, and I think it's a disservice to Ross yeah. Drummond. He's grown the beard back. I like the beard. The the non-beard was just – it made him look like a baby-faced uh, monster. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of that at all. Um, uh, Peter Hay from Newfoundland, Canada. Nice. Hay. Uh, Tugboat, Antoine said, uh, more uh, old school gimmicky names. One Man Gang. I was a big fan of One Man Gang, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Akeem? You guys like Akeem, the African Dream? Akeem, the African Dream. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so let's get to. Um, <clears throat> we talked about Chris Jericho last week. Uh, you know, just real quick, he, there's reports of him being expected to return. Uh, uh, before 
in 2018, and there's even some source that uh, said that uh, it may be uh, as early as the 25th anniversary. So, um, just to kind of uh, bring it, you know, bring life to it, and it will work for Vince McMahon because he would have been in New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom. So, it's been interesting. Next, next trivia question: Who did the Dudley Boys defeat to unify the WCW and WWE? Uh, who did, who did the who who did the Harley who did the Harley Hardy Boys lose to uh, uh, in the unification match? Who did they lose to? Who unified the W the WWE and the WCW tag team titles at Survivor Series 2001? Who unified uh, those titles? All right, we got a new segment uh, for the show, and I'm really really excited about this segment. Uh, I've got some music for it as well. It's going to be very, very fun. So we're going to spend the next few minutes just uh, running through. The segment's called Prayer Requests. Uh, and what, what uh, Evan, Alfred, and myself are going to do is just um, we're going to go through um, <clears throat> this week of wrestling, uh, with the past week or two of wrestling, and just things that just are in dire need of improvement, in dire need of some divine intervention uh, we're going to ask the Almighty God to, uh, to 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 reach His hand down and 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 divinely intervene in this situation. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, there's there's quite a bit, <laughs> but we're going to spend only a few moments of doing it. Let's get the prayer request, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so let's uh, start off with uh, I'll start off with the first prayer request. Paige, prayer request for Paige. Uh, she's been gone almost a year and a half. Uh, she returned and she still wasn't used. So uh, she might have been used up uh, by the rematch call. So uh, prayer request for Paige. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know she is the mystery person on uh, SmackDown, but uh, to to be gone for almost a year and a half and, and to be uh, not used, <laughs> that's uh, that's really bad. Evan. Uh, send a special prayer request to uh, Booker T. Uh, Booker T's oratory skills. I love you, Booker, but I, I'm just I'm just begging you to make sense when you do commentary. Oh, my even even goodness. my wifey watching Raw last night. Oh, I'm just right there. What are you talking about, Booker? I, I love Booker, but I, I'm I'm just begging you, and, and I like Booker for for entertainment purposes, but uh. Some of the stuff you say, brother, make, makes no sense. Yeah. What you got? I'd like to send my prayer request to the WWE Graphics Department. These poor guys have been having to work overtime every time WWE changes a match for Survivor Series. Yeah. They announced a completely different pay-per-view a couple of weeks ago. And the title changes here and the title changes in. I can only imagine somebody's like, hey, Vince, I've got a great video package for the Jinder Mahal match. And they're like, he's not on the card anymore. We have to go back <laughs> again. And these poor people, prayer requests for the WWE graphics department, which still on, and nobody appreciates them. Absolutely. Prayer requests to the Impact Wrestling uh, Company altogether. Uh, this year, all, over 40 people gone from that company. Uh, just so much. Uh, just terrible, terrible, you know, exodus going on in Impact Wrestling. Seemingly, like half of those people uh, have went to the WWE, <laughs> and uh, just, I mean, they are just 
milking them dry and just the cost cutting and they're moving to Ottawa now and so much going on with, with the Jared situation and just uh you know some really really good people leaving so Impact Wrestling you know I had a, I had Al Snow on my show and we were talking about Impact Wrestling having nine lives so I'm a big fan of WWE having competition but at the same time um Impact Wrestling, uh, they have to just uh, kind of get bought out by somebody because they are failing, failing, and falling fast. Devin, what request. you got? First and favorite request to Jason Jordan. <laughs> Brother, no one cares. You're not over. You look like a wrestling, one of them wrestling figures at your local dollar store. Your music's lame. Your tights are lame. You just need something. It's praying. There's some kind of definition, some kind of luster, something that sparks your interest. No one likes you. Anytime people cheer a legitimate hill, anytime the mid gets cheers over you, and he's the best hill going to WWE right now currently, you need to do something. Yes. The fonts on your tight, on your, on your graphics are bland, Times Roman size 28. Everything about you is just basic. It's praying <laughs> some substance. And then he Alfred. has the Power Rangers colors, too. Oh, goodness, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to stop Jason Jordan's stock just yet. I'm going to hold on to it, although I do agree with a lot of what Evan said. Uh, but I am going to criticize his father, Kurt Angle, who I'm sending prayers out to him as he continues to be one of the of 2017, not only setting a bad example for his kid by not standing up for himself every time he gets yelled at. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I don't know if I have you're going in and out on us, Alfred. Uh, your promo is uh, very scathing. Uh, so scathing that you're going in and out on us. Uh, I'm, so, I'm just saying, that if I'm still with you guys, I'm just saying Chris should have defended his son and at least put his hands on Triple H for putting his hands on his kid. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I agree with you. Prayer request to Dana Brooke, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, there was an answer prayer uh, because she made the cut. And uh, Summer Rae, Darren Young, and Emma, unfortunately, did not. Uh, I am definitely not a big – I'm not a fan of people losing their job. And I don't think that uh, Dana Brooks should lose, lose her job. But she absolutely should lose her job uh, in the ring. If you want to put her back as some type of fitness trainer in the performance center, I'm all for that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Dana Brooke, uh, her request that uh, – someone actually cares about her one day uh, because she just gets planted in different places and means absolutely nothing. So on, so hopefully hopefully uh, WWE does not have her on my screen anymore. Don't don't fire her. I'm not I'm not a proponent of just firing people uh, if they you know if, if, if they're not if not if they're not, if they're not living up to their job performance um, you know she's not worth having the having the job. If you can WWE make her a fitness trainer somewhere, but please do not put her back on my screen. Let's do one more round. This is my turn. Yes. Prayer request for the direction. Well, SmackDown 
storylines that make sense. Uh, Raw, Raw versus SmackDown has been going on since forever. We all done played the video games. There's a series of it. Now Survivor Series for the second year in a row is Raw versus SmackDown. But I'm just praying that WWE uses both shows to go feed, to do these feeds. We get us a brand split. But if you're promoting Raw versus SmackDown, why not have each show come on the other show each episode and do something? Why do we have to wait a week and a half for Raw to, the Raw to attack? I feel every week, every Raw, every SmackDown to have some kind of invasion, even if it's one person, just to keep the storyline going and make us on the watch. I hate the fact that we went through a SmackDown or two or Raw or two before anything happened. I'm glad that some interference that happened tonight on SmackDown, but I feel like it should have been happening ever since SmackDown drew first blood. Indeed. Alfred? Prayer request to uh, the great Paul Heyman, whose otherwise excellent promo this past Monday on Raw was interrupted, of all things, by a marriage request. Okay, now listen, marriage is sanctimonious and it's sanctity and all this stuff and it's great. You never interrupt a Paul Heyman promo. I don't care if you need a doctor. I don't care if you're getting married. That was wrong. It's like interrupting a best man speech at a wedding. Horrible. Horrible actions. And Paul Heyman recovered from it brilliantly. So, praise up to Paul Heyman for continuing to be the best at what he does. He did. He did. I agree. Got some prayer requests on the uh, live stream. Uh, We got Shane McMahon. (laughs) Uh, That is absolutely correct After what happened on Smackdown He definitely needs some prayer requests Uh, We got CM Punk Uh, So uh, I'm I'm always a big fan of that as well Uh, Just uh, All all around Um, The Young Bucks actually Said that they want him in in, in Bullet Club That would be be interesting Oh gosh uh, (laughs) uh, TNA Got a prayer request for TNA. Um, we got to uh, b- blow Vince's limo up again. All right. Oh. I want to pray for that. Um, <laughs> so that, that is not uh, that is not prayer request worthy. Pray for Ryback. Okay. <laughs> so I think that that's a good prayer request. Prayer request for the TNA uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They called Jerry Jarrett, and of course uh, they weren't going to, uh, you know, they, were, they weren't going to give him a, a TNA Hall of Fame induction. Although they should. Uh, per request for Neville, it says here. Um, uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely agree on that. Uh, it seems like things are make it better with Neville, but uh, we shall see. All right, ladies and gentlemen, ends the prayer request. Uh, good job, good job, successful segment, awesome, really, really fun. Uh, who were the, the who were at least two members of the team WWE Legends team versus Team Spirit Squad at Survivor Series 06? So who were at least two members of that team WWE Legend? So uh, and every and, and and for the prayer request, uh, oh, pray for Harper Rowan as well. <laughs> the the Bludgeon Brothers are supposed to be there next week as of uh, SmackDown. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So so we're, we're eventually uh, we're going to have much more of interaction with uh, with the live stream and the audio uh, hashtag pan slams. Just send me your prayer requests, uh, and we will definitely uh, put them on the show. Uh, it has to happen within the past uh, 
one to two weeks, if it's something that co- that's compiled over you know the past few months or so, that works as well. So that would be the uh, just send them to me and we'll we'll say them live on the air. All right, so let's get to uh, let's get to Raw and SmackDown real quick. Uh, Evan, let's get your thoughts on Raw and SmackDown. I didn't get a chance to watch much of SmackDown because I'm on the air live on my show. Uh, I did hear about uh, Angle and Willie the Shield interfering, and didn't get to watch it, but I'm glad that Raw did do something. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed Raw. From what I saw of Raw, I, I thought Raw was was fairly decent. Uh, Triple H coming out um, and announcing he's on uh, team, uh, team Raw, which I thought was cool. Uh, or Bray Wyatt getting uh, getting cheered for attacking uh, the Shield uh, match was pretty well. I, I thought SmackDown overall was was pretty solid. Uh, the ending, I, I thought the execution of going through the ring was done well. I just thought mm-hmm. Smack, I just thought overall ended too quickly. I just would like that if they kind of let it soak a little bit, maybe had some of the crew come out to check on them. You know, just a little. I like the fact that Kane did go through the ring, and I like that happening. But I just think Raw just ended a little too quick. It was too right away. It happened, and then Raw goes off air. I just would have liked if they would have let it simmer a little bit, um, you know, have the crew come out or even some of the boys come out that don't matter, all truth for them to check on them. But that <laughs> What's <Raw> was up? <laughs> little Alfred, Jimmy. You're raw. Yeah. <laughs> little Jimmy come out, yeah, with a Raw shirt on. Uh <laughs> Alfred, your Raw and SmackDown thoughts. I thought both were very good shows. Uh, you know, there was a lot of criticism on WWE when the card for Survivor Series was first announced. And even though it does look kind of disorganized that they've been changing it around, I think they've just gotten more and more exciting with this card. Uh, I thought Raw really built to a crescendo and made me want to watch the show, which is the purpose of the Go Home show. And I thought SmackDown did the same. SmackDown was re- the, the the big angle they did at the end was very well executed. Where uh, you know Raw got the revenge the same way SmackDown uh, went under siege. And uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was all well done. And as much as people hate on Jason Jordan and stuff like that, I really do like that at least they committed to a serial storyline where throughout the uh, throughout the program, this whole Jason Jordan Kurt Angle thing, you know, led to Triple H's comeback. You know, it's not like it was this thing that was really static. Uh, segments, they actually had one single storyline that, that built throughout the show, and I, I'm always a fan yeah. of that. I agree, yeah. Uh, and he's definitely getting speed, that's for sure. Um, and so yeah. he, he can definitely be a really, really strong heel uh, coming up here soon. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, my sentiments my sentiments are, are similar with uh, when it comes to uh, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, I think it was solid. I think both shows were very solid. Uh, shows uh, Strowman Kane uh, was odd to me. Um, just the the, the typical, um, you know, rig, you know, canvas spot. Just I mean, you know, it gets it gets old uh, if it's if it's misused. I think it was just kind of. I mean, I guess they're trying to make Kane still look strong, you know, because he didn't lose per se. And then afterwards, you know, they they did the after Raw when Braun Strowman climbed up from the depths of hell and raw. And so, you know, that's, uh, that's Strowman for you. Um, and the Jason Jordan thing was interesting. You know, he's, like I said, he's getting some heat. So, you know, it definitely work out for him here. Uh, and, and very, very well, you know, to his, um, to his benefit, if, if they just turn him, I don't want to see, 
See, here's my thing. I don't want to see a singles Kurt Angle match until Mania, flat out. Just I just don't want to see it. I, I think I, I think they're oversaturating Angle's return. To be honest with you, um, I I don't want to see Angle as a player coach. You know, he did that when he was uh, you know SmackDown GM for a second. Um, I don't like the <clears throat> I don't like the player coach for Angle at this point. I think uh, when he was the, you know, replacement for the Shield or for, for Roman Reigns, you know, I, I, I think that that was, I think they did the good video packages for it and things like that, which which helped. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, you know, putting him in here now too. I mean, I let the, 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 the card is. The card is stacked, though, for sure. But um, I, you know, I think you don't want to do too much with just oversaturating angle. I will say this though, as far as Raw is concerned, um, Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, I've been an advocate for Reigns for <clears throat> quite some time now, and the fans are turning the corner, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, he he looks he looked. I tweeted this yesterday. He looked like a natural on the mic and that's exactly what he needs to do and the fans was the fans were just so inundated with putting him over with cheering him he he got cheered by just being a natural on the on the mic and uh, uh the fact that he was able to that's, that's the only thing i can't stand when stephanie man emasculates people that was my oh, prayer request yeah. one of my prayer yeah, requests i cannot that. stand when she does that but it actually played in the favor of Roman Reigns because, you know, she he actually stepped up to her and she didn't say anything. So it played in and in, 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 it played in the favor of Roman Reigns, but uh, she should stop doing that. I, I, I can't stand that. Oh, uh, shout out to that! Shout out to that! Shout out to that fan that actually got choked up by the head of security. If you watch, watch, watch <laughs> did y'all see yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw Father Stone that fan. They went past the bowhead head of security to touch Reigns yeah. or Rollins, and they choked them up and moved them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was very interesting. Absolutely. Um, and as far as SmackDown, SmackDown was solid. Uh, I can see what the the invasion, the the the, the Raw under siege was good. They, they did it. it was, there were some some dull moments. Um, however, it just seemed it seems like that just took the fire away from. Charlotte winning and Flair coming back though, you know, in, in Charlotte. And so to me, it just kind of like, that was kind of like a mid SmackDown thing. And I wish it would have got more build, to be honest with you. Uh, but you know, that was a really good feel good moment, but that was good. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, it was overall it was pretty good. I knew that, I knew that Owens and Zane was going to back out. Um, it'd be interesting to see where actually that goes. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, let's get to the flavor of the week, and we will return. Here we go. It is now time for the flavor of the week. Okay, so do we have any correct answers? No, we do not. Um, two members of the team ladder. We have Rick Flair, Sergeant Slaughter, Dusty Rose, and Ron Simmons was the team legend. Um, 
All right. So after that, I got a, I got another question for you. Let's hear it. This one's gonna be this one's gonna be tough. Two thousand one. Name the participants of the Team WWF versus Team Alliance match. Ooh. All. All of them. All ten of them. All ten. Okay, so Team WWF, I believe, was Jericho, Rock, Undertaker, Kane, and uh, I don't know the fifth was. The other side was Austin, Angle. Jeez, this is hard. Austin, Angle. <laughs> Wait. And Austin, no, Austin was on Team WWF, right? And then, uh, and then he turned. And then the other side, I, I got nothing. What, what, uh, what did I miss? <laughs> uh, good try. I'm not going to give you a, a, a right or a wrong buzz answer. Um, that was that was a good try. All right. So, uh, Rock, Jericho, Taker, mm-hmm. Kane, Show, Show, Lions was Austin, RVD, Booker T, Shane McMahon, and yeah. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle yeah. and Austin okay. were both on the Lions. Angle came back and turned on on Austin. Yep. Right. So, right. Uh, and then he, the he, 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 Rick Flair came back. Rick Rick Flair. The the consortium is me. Uh. <laughs> and let's not forget, to this date, one of the best go home shows for that SmackDown in WWE history. When everybody raided in and, and did their everybody their raided spot. in and yeah. did their finisher. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. That was a really good one. All right, so real quick, let's get to the dream team. Alfred, who who is on your Survivor Series ninety one to ninety five dream team? Survivor Series ninety one ninety five dream team. I got uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, Randy Savage, the Legion of Doom, and mm. Shawn Michaels. And I went back and forth between Shawn and Brett, but I feel like if you have Savage on that team, you got the technician. So to have Shawn there, it's more of a high flyer. And uh, especially a young Shawn Michaels. And so I think that yeah. team would do some damage. Yeah, absolutely. Good choice. Who do you got, Evan? I think he uh, was thinking. Oh, <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm going to say about that. Uh, there we go. <laughs> my, 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 my team is unbeatable. I have Hogan, Jake the Snake, Warrior. Nice. Undertaker, and and, and round it all off, the master and ruler of the world, mm. Sid. Sid. Okay, I like it. So, I didn't use, I purposely didn't use, so I challenged myself and didn't use anybody that I used last week. So, last week, my team, my 87 to 90 team was Hogan, Andre, Warrior, Savage, and Taker. Uh, so, 91 and 95 train team is the Legion of Doom, my Yokozuna, Diesel, and Shawn Michaels. Uh, like like Alfred, it was a it was a toss up between Brett and Shawn, but I think uh, Shawn was my pick as well. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the let's get to the uh, Survivor Series predictions real quick. All right, so Enzo Amore and Kalisto, Alfred, who you got? Give me Enzo Amore to retain. Indeed. Who do you got, Evan? Enzo's going to retain. I have that as well. 
Alfred Intercontinental Championship versus uh, U.S. Championship, Miz Corbin. Who do you got? The tough one, but I got Miz by the various means. Mm. Who you got? Uh, who you got, Evan? Uh, I don't really care about this match, but I give it to the Miz. Yes, the Miz. Evan, team, uh, let's do women's. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Team Raw, you got Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Asuka. Against, uh, we have the mystery person, Becky Lynch, Carmella, Naomi, and Tamina. Who do you got? Uh, you got to get at the Team SmackDown. I don't want this to be a Raw, a raw heavy survival series. You know, I have a feeling it will be. I think Team SmackDown deserves the win. So you got Alfred... Uh, this is where Paige is likely going to make her return, so I'm giving it to SmackDown as well. I agree. I think Paige is going to make her return. I think uh, SmackDown will win because of that. Let's do the Tag Team Championships. The Usos, okay, 12 days against uh, the Bar. The Bar. Same as Cesaro. Evan, who you got? No, no, I, 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 uh, I love these. I love both these teams. I, I give to the Usos. I, I just... Sheamus is already at the point where they really don't need to win. I think the Usos need to, but the Usos, they both are doing great. I, I say the Usos. Give it to the Usos to win this one. Mm. What you got, Alfred? I got the Usos. This is my pick for match of the night. Remember. Mm. All right. I'll be tweeting and uh, just uh, let me know. Say I told you so if uh, Alfred, <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if it is. I think this will be one of the best matches tonight as well. I got the Usos winning as well. All right, so let's get into let's get into Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte. Who do you got, Evan? That's a no-brainer. Charlotte Ashley Flair. It will be an <laughs> honor. Who's going to win? Alfred. Uh, give me Charlotte. I agree. I got Charlotte hot off uh, winning and, and all the all the emotion that came with that. I agree. Yeah. Cry every second. (laughs) Yes, every single second. Shield versus the New Day. Um, Who you got, Alfred? Uh, I got the Shield. There's still a fresh coat of paint there. I think it's too early to beat him. Indeed. Who you got, Evan? This might be second match of the night. Shield's going to win. I mean, there's no way you're going to have the Shield lose when they just reunited. The New Day, that's still great, but they can lose another match. I mean, they haven't won the past couple of pay-per-views anyway. As long yep. as they keep selling merchandise, that's all they need. Absolutely true. Shield wins. Still fresh. You don't want to make them lose. All right. Without further ado. The rain says um, still will be wet. Yeah. Uh, champion versus champion. We got Brock Lesnar against AJ Styles. Who you got, Alfred? I got Brock Lesnar. I don't think yeah. it's as close as people think it is. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, who you got, Evan? I got this to be a 1992 Superstars squash match. Brock Lesnar. Mm, squash. <laughs> Brock squash. Oh, man. Wow. Is, is, and, and, and as you know, I, I'm, I am friends with AJ Styles. Uh, we have each other phone numbers. I, that's my boy. But no, Brock's winning. Well, Brock has to continue to look heel. There's no way, and, and I will be utterly upset. There's no way Styles should put on, should give Lesnar more of a fight 
than what Joe or what Strowman is giving him? Uh, I think that he will. I think that he will. But here's here's my big issue. Uh, I think that uh, it it, it kind of hurt Styles that he lost to Finn Balor, and now he's going against Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar would just annihilate Finn Balor. I mean, they're they're talking they're talking about doing that at, at Royal Rumble, but that just oh, oh hell, God. you know that just doesn't remember make Brock him. against CM Punk from SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean that match was actually pretty good, uh, but I, I don't see. Yeah, I, I just think it kind of remind. I can I can see more of a him and Ambrose. I think that he'll be willing to do more spots than what Ambrose. I mean Ambrose was just suggesting things and he was just shooting them down. I don't think he did that with AJ. Um, so, but I think he's going to win decisively though. I think it'll be kind of a no. I think it'll be kind of a fight, but he'll definitely win uh, without question. All right, Team Raw versus SmackDown. We know what's who's on Team Raw: Angle, Strowman, Balor. Triple H and Joe, SmackDown, uh, Shane, Randy, uh, Rude, Cena, and Nakamura. Real quick, what do you got, Evan? One thing's for sure, Finn Balor and Bobby Rude is going to be first to get eliminated. But I think that SmackDown will prevail because it will lead to an issue of Angle and authority leading up to the Rumble and Mania. So I have Angle being the reason why SmackDown's Raw will lose. Hmm. Interesting. So you got Alfred? I know there are the angles between uh, Triple H and Kurt Angle, but remember, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to play into this finish. I think they're going to screw over to SmackDown. And don't be surprised if Daniel Bryan has something to do with that, too. Hmm. That's very, a good point. Uh, see, I kind of feel that with Jason Jordan. I kind of feel like he'll uh, screw up Team oh, Raw. Oh, my God. Um, Why? I can think. I can see Angle and like someone like a, like Angle and Shane being like the last two, and uh, Jason Jordan coming and screwing screwing over Raw. But you also got Shane. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be as much of a surprise if it was Zane and uh, Owens. But with uh, with the addition of Daniel Bryan, it, 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 we'll see. It'll be very. It, it's, Forming is this pay per view's formed up to be very, very interesting. A couple weeks ago, it was absolutely terrible, uh, but now it's uh, very interesting. So we'll see. It's been an honor, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for just yeah. continuing to support this uh, this show. Uh, thank you so much for Greg Iyer for talking about the Ric Flair 30 for 30 documentary. Thank you so much for uh, our co-host, as always, Evan Tech Prout, Under Matt Radio. Just catch him Tuesdays at 7 o'clock. Of course, catch my boy, Alfred Kunawa at Nasty, Forbes, Bleach Report, Sports Kita, you name it, he's there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. 294 episodes. Until next week, enjoy SmackDown. Enjoy your week of wrestling. And God bless. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.